on NBAA. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to do something serious. All right. Well, well I'll, I'll we'll say you want, to, you want to make that part of the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. deal. Good Stand deal. by here. Uh, where should we put it? I guess we'll put it right here because it's kind of important here. <laughs> uh, button, button. Which is the button? Yeah, I know. Huh? Well, I see squigglies on all of our audio track traces. So yep. Yeah, all that's yeah. working. And I got a red button here that says we're recording. So our red light. Yeah, so like I said, I took not preparing to the max here. I've added that one you just mentioned. Um, to down the bottom, there's a couple of other things. I don't know. It's like let's let's let show people how the sausage gets made here. Um, there's let's see now. There's five items that that are still in the holding pen, if you will, um, and three of them are really the same item. I think I'm pretty sure. So uh, any of those want to get promoted? Well, I think it's a little bit curious that we're looking at two different mid-air collisions where one of the aircraft didn't really realize that there had been a collision. Right. But isn't, aren't they the same story? No. One's in Arizona, one's in Alaska. Oh, really? All right. Well, hang on. Then that's too good to, to pass up here. Uh, how do we do this here? Let's put this up uh, here. Let's put this here. Let's put <laughs> this here. Sounds like me making pages for the magazine. Right? Yeah, well, let's save. If you guys refresh, you may see what I've done here. We're, we're, <laughs> what's so funny? Uh. Is this it right here? Here it is. Yeah, I got it. You did. All right. Okay. And uh, so that's that one. Uh, we got a couple stories about unruly behavior in airline cabins, which I don't think is an arc, uh, an USC, a UCAP kind of story, but it might be. I don't know. Unless you've got an angle. I don't have an angle uh, other than, um, you know, reason 375 to not fly on the airlines. Yeah. And, uh, and then we've got those darn Ruskies trying to do aerobatics on the space station. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is not really a UCAP kind of story, but it may come to that today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it it's a UCAP kind of story if you put it in the vein of too, one too many pilots. Uh, or, or automation run amok. I guess I haven't heard the whole. I mean, it was a bug, right? I don't know. It was a, so. This is the. Yeah, I guess we're talking about this. Um, okay. Well, let's not talk about. I don't. You know. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Maybe, on. Talk, maybe we'll talk about it later because I want to. Cause because we, the first item on the list is breaking news. Is man. right breaking, up our alley. Okay. Break, breaking news. <laughs> right. Yeah. Breaking news. At least it's breaking news this morning when when we're recording this. Unfortunately, this isn't going to get on the po- in the internet for at least two or three weeks. So it's going to be old news by then it's a shame uh, we don't have some way to control that i know well um it, believe me out of, uncontrolled is the key key concept there's, here there's that. There's uh, that. so I, this came to our attention at least my attention maybe you guys had seen this already came to my attention because our pal uh larry overstreet uh, uh tweeted it at at us or in our direction this morning and i went and looked at it and and he had tweeted to us a, a tiktok video which i have not included in our little notes here of a guy talking about this thing that's happened apparently ohio updated their car license plates the art on their car license plates and they wanted to crow about the fact that the wright brothers were born in ohio all right and 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 we're not going to go into the whole ohio versus north carolina where yeah. was flight invented thing because i think this because we're not all right <laughs> it, 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 it's it's easily done in a paragraph what's that well, what's what's easily done what's the paragraph david uh, about Ohio and its tag? Yeah, no. The Ohio and its tag thing is, so they updated the gra- the uh, the artwork. They wanted to show the right flyer towing a banner that said, I don't have the art in front of me, but it probably said something like, you know, first in flight or something like that. All right. Um, unfortunately, and, and it's pretty obvious what happened here, at least to me it's obvious, is that the artist creating this artwork said, Okay, that's an airplane. That's the tail of the airplane. The tail of the airplane goes in the back. So this is the way I or I, I you know flip it in order to make it look like this airplane is pulling this banner. All right, 
of course, as most pilots know, the right flyer didn't have a tail, finger quote, tail in the back. It had a canard wing in the front. And so the artwork, the first generation artwork of this license plate made it look like they were pushing the banner. Um, and that, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's a pusher prop airplane. Yeah, right. And so, uh, <laughs> so it was just like, oops, well, all right, maybe, you know, if we're going to claim, if we're going to try and lay claim to, to being, you know, uh, uh, serious in the in the world of aviation, maybe we should, you know. Well, the banner says birthplace of aviation. Yes. Which is? Well, I, arguably true. There's kind of a, depending on how you want to look at this thing, right? Um, well, I well mean, I, okay, let's, let's put our cards on the table. Yeah, Both okay. states yes. have accurate claims. Yes. To... Fostering powered flight. Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Because Ohio. Ohio go ahead, David. Ohio ha- happens to be where, at Dayton, where the Wright brothers had their bicycle shop. Yeah. And it's where they did the majority of their research. Exactly. For t- two, three years before they ever went to Kitty Hawk. Right. But Kitty Hawk gets props because that's where they fulfilled the ambition of their research. Yes. Made the first power flights. And and they probably did some research slash design work there too, correcting things that they discovered during their tests and whatnot. Uh, I think they both have a very, very valid claim to being a very, very primal spot in the world of powered aviation, controlled powered aviation. Um, But they really ought to put an artist on the case. Who? Yeah. Bert Rutan. Yeah, needs needs to chime in on some of this, you know. Uh, sure, it's um, always good when Bert Rutan chimes oh, in. Yes, what what yes. do you think his take might be on this? I think he'd just shake his head. Yeah, he would exactly yeah. be shaking his head. Um, <laughs> you know, this is just one more example when you boil it down of um, just a fundamental lack of aviation knowledge among people who don't even know enough to ask the question. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it in news reports, you know, the the, the Piper Skyhawk um, um, kind of references and, and so many other. Pl- but, but that's that's really what all this just boils down to. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, you, you sound pretty, pretty. Uh, what's the right word? You, you, you just kind of cynical, sad. cynical. Yes. Moi? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. You, you just kind of sadly <laughs> accepted the reality of these kinds of situations. Yeah, and, uh, I, there's so much that you kind of these days that you kind of have to accept the sad reality of. So uh, I, I, I don't, uh, uh, I don't think this is any different. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, and for our listeners who, uh, take the time to go to the link that shows the artwork on here to Ohio license plate uh, designs. Uh, the first one is the correct one. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they're well. And so this story is from, what's this story from? This, oh, this is CNN. CNN. Um, and, and by the way, if you search Ohio Wright brothers, you know, license plate, on 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 DuckDuckGo or whatever, you get a lot of hits. There's been a lot of stories about this and videos and you name it. It's been a been a thing. Um, although apparently it's only the last couple of days. So at least last couple of days as we record this. So well, there's a tweet here from uh, nominally the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, which should be an authoritative source. Um, although dated, they're the ones that got it wrong in the first place. Dated so, yesterday, uh, and they're showing a picture of the. The wrong, the reversed image, the the uh, the right flyers, yeah, reversed. But the lead image in this story has it correct. Yes, and 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 the text of the story has quotes the Bureau of Motor Vehicles apologize. Yeah. I think there's another tweet. That's what it is. Wait, wait a minute. That first image is backward. The the not airplane, the, not the top one. So the one at yeah. the very the one at the very top of the story shows the aircraft flying from right to left oriented properly pulling the banner oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i yeah i skipped over that one yeah yeah yeah, 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 and then you go down lower myself the first one is correct right and then and then jeb points out the tweet there's a reproduction of a tweet that where they announced the new artwork where it's blatantly wrong um and then a little bit lower in the story is another tweet from ohio bureau of motor vehicles where they said oops yeah we know we messed up sorry we're gonna fix it 
We are aware that the plane in the new Ohio license plate unveiled this morning was oriented in the wrong direction. We regret this mistake and have fixed the image. This is the correct design that will be reflected on all new plates issued to Ohio drivers. Uh, oh, I would have hated to be the receptionist that had to answer all the phone. I'd hate to have been the, the graphic artist who, uh, yeah. who yeah. had to answer all the phone calls because this is, this is stuff that he or she did months ago. Yeah. Okay. This is not, you know, they didn't whip this up over the weekend. Yeah. And you got to figure he, a few people have looked at it. Yeah. yeah he's always, he, he's, he or she has already invoiced and been paid for this. And oops. You know. I don't know why they went to the expense, though, of redoing the artwork. They could have solved this problem simply by telling everybody put the back plate on the front of your car and the front plate on the back of your car, and then everything looks <laughs> I, I, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's it, absolutely, uh, absolutely. What, what I want to, you know, every, every time I'm, state changes its license plates yeah um, you kind of wonder okay um what kind of of zany um uh vanity plates will someone come up with to to uh you know work with the background or something like that but also i, I know this is true here in florida the way the artwork the background artwork and the uh characters can interplay sometimes make it sometimes impossible to actually read the plate in certain lighting conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, you know, welcome to Florida. But uh, <laughs> the, this bottom tweet, though, from the North Carolina. Oh, that's tri- priceless. It's, it's, oh, I didn't get that low. What does it yeah, say? Sc- scroll on and I'll let you read it, Jack. It's uh, so now this is a bit. Yeah, this is so lower down in the story here. North Carolina, NC dot North Carolina, what Department of Transportation. Um <laughs> he said, "He said, uh, y'all leave Ohio alone. They wouldn't know. They weren't there <laughs> first in flight. <clears throat> so, that's that's and that's good PR, man. That's smart PR. Whoever right? does North Carolina's yes. North Carolina DOT's uh, social media you know, got, got game. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, anyways, yeah, so. all right. But I'm telling you, man, front plate, back, black back plate, plate front. Yeah, that'll front. fix it every time. Problem solved. Or Problem just solved. take the plate that you've got." on yeah. the rear and just turn it around and then mount it back. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. When yeah. I was crafting that joke in my head, I was playing with the idea of why don't we just put the plates on the sides of the car? I know that didn't work either. Welcome folks to uncontrolled airspace, the general aviation podcast. I'm Jack Hodgson coming to you from, uh, from high atop the banks of the Cochico river here in uh, Dover, New Hampshire. And uh, I'm here in our virtual hangar talking to my two good friends about, I don't know what, because once again, we have nothing on the list to talk about. Jack, so uh, putting the, putting the registration on the side of the car, I think that's a grand idea, and I think yeah. it should be 12-inch numbers. Um, exactly. The, there's the connection. I Thank you very much. That's You're exactly welcome. Yeah, You're there welcome. we go. There I we understood. go. Understood. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. But 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 just make sure you put the N at the beginning and not at the end because – Well, you can have ends at the, both the beginning and the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could have been the first flight and the first flight accident if it had been – trying to push that banner because I can just imagine the or, or Wilbur sitting there going, what's this banner doing in my face? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a mess. That would have been a mess. Um, those are my two good friends here in our virtual hangar. That's uh, from uh, the air capital of the world where they know where is the front of the airplane and where is the back of the airplane <laughs> most of the time. That's Dave Higdon. Good morning, David. How you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. We're getting fall here. So it's, uh, it's edging ever closer to turn furnace on time. Yes. Yeah. I actually did turn on the heat here one day, a couple of weeks ago, it got chilly and it's going to be in the next couple of days again. So uh, yeah, I can appreciate what you're going through. Um, things must be getting, I, I'm kind of ha- mostly serious about this, David. Um, things must be getting better in Wichita. Um, uh, another person I follow on Twitter lives in, um, uh, like upstate Washington state or something, up in that Northwest part of this country and where she lives, the trains that carry the green fuselages for seven thirty sevens um, pass by. And uh, she hadn't seen any of them for quite some time, probably pandemic related. And she reported the other day that she's starting to see um, fuselage trains going, going by again. And uh, I take that as a good sign. As I understand it, though, Wichita has been making fuselages all along, right? They didn't stop. They just maybe stopped shipping them. I don't know. That's pretty much the case. Uh, The uh, 
workforce at uh, Spirit Aerosystems, which builds that entire fuselage, uh, they did uh, suffer some uh, job losses, but uh, and I think they reduced the production rate. But the production rate was fifty-one a month, right? And uh, they they were parking them all over the place over at the Boeing uh, Spirit factory. And, and uh, I'm, I'm I, now I'm thinking about it. How soon we forget? Um, this predates the pandemic. This goes back to the seven thirty-seven Max um, grounding, as I recall, as well. Um, so uh, yeah, it does. I, just I really don't have anything to add except to say that fuselage train is a great episode title. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Is uh, that engine pushing or pulling? That's right. That's <laughs> well, right. okay, yeah, all right. Um, oh God, you know what? What? What would happen if if Ohio put a Skymaster on on their plane instead of a uh, <laughs> instead of the right flyer? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's my other good friend here in our virtual hangar. I was going to let David talk some more, but well, yeah, no, I, I guess I, not. No, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll mute my mic. I'll, no, no, no. All right, okay, David. Uh, what you been doing? What you been working on? Anything fun? Well, I've uh, been catching up from uh, a week spent in Las Vegas to cover the National Business Aviation Association's Business Aviation Conference and Exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. NBAA, we wanna... NBAA base. Yeah, I know. Hang on and hold that thought. We want to talk about that. But let me say hello to and now. We, now let me say hello to our other good friend here <laughs> in the virtual hangar. Um, and that's from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida is Jeb Burnside. Good morning, Jeb. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm well. I'm well. I'm uh Back from my journey uh, to the New England arena. Now, uh, see, this is what I was going to get to. We want to get your trip report, too. So you guys have been traveling. See, I was the one who traveled back in the summer. You guys have been traveling now. Um, so uh, I don't know how to make a joke out of this. but uh, So you went up to uh, to New England, uh, northeast, to visit a friend. Yes, and, um, and, and then it popped in over in uh, New Hampshire. To visit and then you came friend. over here to visit yet another friend or yet another another type of person that you know. Uh, no. <laughs> another all acquaintance. Kid, all kidding aside, you came. You stopped up here. You came up here for a couple of days, and uh, I had a very nice time. I'm, I did, I'm, I did too. I'm, I'm very grateful. I, I really do appreciate the hospital. Yeah, I tried to give you a little New England flavor and yeah. – yeah. Took you to a few places, and we went to we went to Lookout Point. So you've actually yes, visited I've actually the visited, infamous I have, I have Point. pictures of Lookout Point. Do you really? We, mean, we went on we went on a boat ride. We did Lookout go on Point. a boat ride. Yeah, we did go on a boat ride. It was a uh, yeah. Cool. I was uh, I was what? How how should I? Curious. Let's. I wouldn't say anxious or trepidatious or or concerned or anything like it was, I was curious how that was going to work because uh-huh. there's a lot of rocks in that in that way. there are a lot of rocks there's it's a, a it's a rocky area and uh and the, the and the pond the lake pond um is and all right see i'm going to get myself in trouble saying what i that's lake pond thing but it's both um and uh yeah so it's a but it's but whether it's a lake or a pond it is largely man made and 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 as a result there's all these this 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 rock and you know stuff that that got covered by the water sometimes just barely as you as you, I guess you noticed yeah, yeah. um and uh, uh if you if you were there now it's already looking dramatically different it's probably almost a foot lower than when you saw really? it yeah it, coincidentally that very weekend was the last weekend before they begin to lower it's a very managed lowering of the lake every that fall was my question if it was natural or, or uh, yeah no no they yeah. uh, so the, the lake is is maintained at its at its what they call full pond um it's it's full height you know yeah. official height um by it by a pair of dams that have movable get you know openable gates right and um and at the end of the year Usually round about Columbus Day up here, which we used to call Columbus Day. Now we're calling other things, but that holiday up here in New England, um, they they start to open the gates and let the water flow out, and they'll lower the lake about four feet. Um, wow! Yeah, to uh, to allow uh, for um, uh, shore maintenance and also to get the level of the lake below the legs of most people's docks. So that the ice doesn't freeze around the legs of docks and wreak havoc in the spring. And there's um, also the the, the uh, marina industry that you know needs hull repair business. 
Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, we, we try and outdo them on that. But anyways, so, but, but anyways, we had a good time. Um, I was very, very pleased to be able to host you. Uh, it was fun to go over yeah. there. We had yeah. some in, we had some nice barbecue, that uh, New Hampshire yeah. barbecue, which you kept which teasing is, me about, but you but it was actually pretty good, wasn't no, it? No, it was actually good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, and then and then what did we do? Oh, in the morning? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've almost forgotten. We had a good time on the final mornings. Um, you were here oh, for yeah. – you, yeah. you arrived on a Thursday afternoon. We went out and found a place where we could sit out on the patio and drink beers, and that was fun. Um, then on uh, on the Friday, uh, we went – we went hiking and then we went to Lookout Point um, and we had plans for the evening, but we wore ourselves out so much that, uh, that we just kind of said, oh no, we're going, you know, and so I yeah. dropped you off at your hotel and I wanted, I would have, and I should tell everyone, I felt a little bad that I couldn't host you in my home, but yeah. I, my, my apartment is tiny and doesn't have a big guest bedroom. And, and so yeah, you, you no, were, no you were much more comfortable, I think, in a hotel. Oh, yeah. um, and where, pool. where'd we go on Saturday morning? Pool. Yeah. What's that? The, the, the... Hotel yeah, you, yeah, you had a pool, pool right? I know, right? Where'd we go on Saturday morning? Uh, we went to I forget the name of the airport, Northampton, Northampton. Field. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, we watched. Uh, I don't know if they had a spot landing contest or not. They might have later in the day, yeah, but they didn't they, while we were there. They had the yeah. flower bombing. Contest. They had flower bombing. Yeah, it was kind of cool. We walked in and we got a table outside and, and all this and and. Um, as we were walking to the table, I was a hostess who was leading us to the table. You ask her if, there, if the flower bombing is still going on. And she turns, flower bombing, someone's going to drop a bunch of flowers over. And no. <laughs> and, and there's this two guys at a table we just happened to be adjacent to said, What are you talking about? Flower bombing. And one of them was a Brit from uh, a senior citizen from, from Britain. He might have been um, uh, World War II age. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he was he was like, what do you you know? He, he was making disparaging remarks as only Brits can do, and things like that. It was it was a fun morning. It was. Uh, um, um, got got to watch the flower bombing and, and looked around at some of the airplanes. They're a nice little airport. It is a nice little airport, yeah. and uh, yeah. and it was a very happening morning. It can be a lot quieter than that, obviously, most of the time. But uh, but yeah, they have a nice restaurant there at, at uh, and I call it Northampton Field. Apparently, its official name is just Hampton Field, even though it's in the town of Northampton, New Hampshire. So go figure. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, this is the airport where once upon a time, a long time ago, I was active in a uh, EAA chapter there, and uh, so uh, yeah, so that was fun. So I was glad you came out and. Uh, um, I'm, 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 you seem to have a good time. I'm glad about that. And, I did. Uh, I did. Thank you. You know, one, 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 you know, and Dave, you got to get out here too. I'll show you Lookout Point and, and give you New Hampshire barbecue and, and, uh, I'll have to drift that way someday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just glad it all worked out schedule wise for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, what else we got here that's not – what else is not on the list? Um, let's see now. We talked about the, the Ohio flying backwards. Um, David, so yeah, so to fill us in here. So you spent last week or – I guess it was last week at the uh, National Business Aviation Show slash something. Um, tell us what you saw. Well, it was the first NBAA convention, in-person convention in uh, three years, and – the uh, the uh, crowd was not as big as uh, I'd expected it to be, uh, but it was still a good, strong attendance. Uh, Honda uh, Honda aircraft unveiled a new jet that they're working on. It's much longer and larger than the. Uh, than the one that they're building and selling now. Uh, fair amount of avionics news at, at the show, which surprised me. And uh, uh, held in the uh, <clears throat> new West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. And uh, that was interesting, brand new building. Uh, and we all got to learn how to use a... a, a app for your phone called clear c-l-e-a-r clear yeah and it, it was uh a way for the uh security people to vet that you'd been in, in inoculated with one of one of the vaccines and had the proof of it on your phone oh. you could also do it manually 
with the vaccination card and your driver's license when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I never saw <clears throat> a big queue to get in uh, like I I guess I anticipated. Uh, it's, it's a good show, decent attendance. Uh, when I saw Ed Bolin, the president and CEO of NBAA, uh, uh, getting out as the show was winding up, uh, uh, he was smiling as big as I've ever seen him smile. He uh, uh, really happy with how the show had gone with the attendance. Uh, I don't think the attendance was uh, very close to what the last live show attendance was, but it was still good enough for uh, introducing and selling new aircraft and avionics and services. And uh, some of the folks I talked to on the floor said that they, uh, they never had a crowd, but they had a steady trickle of people coming through and they were the kind of people that they most like to have visit them during a trade show. People that are there to buy stuff. And, uh, there was a fair amount of that going on. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I I think it'd be safe. I'd be comfortable saying that uh, I think this is uh, going to help reestablish some rhythm in the trade show uh, world uh, because we had AEA earlier this year, uh, an in-person convention, and when they didn't have one the year before, uh, Oshkosh went on, NBAA uh, went on, uh, and it's uh, beginning to feel like the business is back. Flying in business aviation and private aviation has never been stronger. Yeah, uh, uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, stuff that I get from uh, FlightAware uh, shows that it's uh, well above 2019, and and, and certainly well even farther above 2020 in terms of flight activity, both here in uh, North America and in Europe. Uh, And that's good for uh, everyone. Uh, Let's see, Dassault had a uh, mock-up of uh, their newest long-range jet that's coming into production. Uh, Well, it's in development right now. Honda had a mock-up on the uh, convention floor of its. We did have one weather-related issue, uh, and on opening day, no less, uh, which was uh, Tuesday, uh, winds out of the west Hmm. coming over the mountains were so strong, uh, kicked up so much dust, and these big square display stands that they have outside convention centers with uh, images and posters and promos velcroed to the side. They're just a big square co- column. Uh, they had trouble keeping them upright. Wow. Uh, and they actually closed operations uh, at the NBAA show's uh, static display over at Henderson Airport uh, that day. And uh, uh, But then after that, it was uh, smooth sailing, no rain, no storms, uh, uh, and uh, the floor was never a mob scene like I'm used to seeing, uh, but I have to give allowance for the fact that it was in a new convention hall, and the layout was spread out more, uh, so that could have masked there being good crowds, but i I haven't seen any numbers. That was my next uh, question. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any numbers uh, out of uh, NBAA yet. But in talking to the vendors, uh, foot traffic was lighter than uh, the last time they had a live show. But uh, as I said, they were happy with the quality of the people who were coming there because they were people there that came there actually to do business. Right. Not just to pick up the uh, swag and uh, flotsam that's available at uh, air shows, or right? Convention, right? Did um, 
So we've heard stories about uh, uh, some of these shows are, you know, the crowds are good, but the exhibitors are staying away. Um, and, uh, and and it sounds like that wasn't a big problem at MBAA. Did, but did they make announcements like they normally do? Do you feel like that, uh, you know, did anybody hold back on product announcements because of the circumstances? I couldn't tell you on that on that okay. front. Well, then tell me this though: you generically referenced, you know, the kinds of announcements. Any particular announcements stand out in your mind? Any particular products or or, or events that? Well, uh, the new the new Honda uh, Jet, uh, it's uh, big enough to edge up into the mid cat mid size category. Uh, from eyeballing it, I didn't have numbers yet to compare it to. Uh, but that was a big one. Uh, uh, Dassault showed off their uh, mock-up of their newest in-development Falcon. Uh, let's see. The uh, Vision Jet from Cirrus, uh, it's evolved, and they were showing off the uh, newest incarnation on that. Uh, Avionics-wise, I should be able to quote this because I wrote the story already, but uh, let's just say that it was busy enough that if you came there for avionics, like uh, Collins had a new system they called Anthem. Uh, Looked really nice using uh, organic uh, LEDs, which draw less power because... Black for them isn't everything being on. Black from them is a pixel just being off. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't use a full-time light source to eliminate the pixels like uh, most LED displays. Uh, yeah. I may have missed it, but I don't think I did. But in an unusual uh, turn, uh didn't hear a peep out of Garmin. Uh, hmm. I I couldn't even tell you if they had a a, a booth there because yeah. I, if they did, I never saw it. That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, the convention floor was uh, never swamped. That it, when I was there, it was always easy to walk around and talk to people. Uh, but there was business being done, uh, like uh, Lee Aerospace here in Wichita. Uh, showing off new replacement wind, windshields for Learjets. Uh, and they produce uh, the side windows for the Learjet line anyway. So they PMA'd a new windshield uh, assembly for the, uh, I think it was the 40 slash 70 model line. Uh, and they were they were happy with the business that they were doing. Uh, I think the biggest thing to take away from me was the intensity of people wanting to get the face-to-face time Mm -hmm. that you can't get with a virtual convention. You certainly can't get it with no convention. Uh, So, uh, uh, it looked like the exhibitor count was down, but, but by how much I couldn't tell you, uh, and the, uh, vendors, it, it looked to be fewer than usual, uh, but, uh, still more than enough to, uh, satisfy the, uh, needs and intentions of the delegates who came to the show and to NBAA's credit, they bookend they bookended the uh, convention itself with uh, special maintenance and operation classes the weekend before and the weekend after. And, and that reflects a return to a normal uh, habit of NBAA. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think they, if you ask them, they tell you, you got to start somewhere. And this was a good place to start and a good time to start. And, uh, I think they got uh, paid back for that in uh, not record attendance, but good attendance. Uh, I know the Uber drivers were sure happy. Yeah. Uh, would, yeah. Um, yeah. What? Uh, so how was Las Vegas? Did you win? You know, this is the <laughs> first time I've been to Vegas. What? 
where I never sat down at a blackjack table. I, I think I would find the, a casino a little scary still. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would want to go into a casino. Um, the, and by the way, that's probably unfair. Um, they already had awesome air conditioning, you know, air filtration. You know, the fact that you could, you hardly ever sell, smell, I hardly ever smell cigarette smoke in a casino mm-hmm. tells you how, what great air filtration they have. And you could smoke in the casinos. Yeah, I know. Um, so chances are the, you know, um, COVID wise, the, you know, the, uh, um, casinos were no more dangerous than they ever are, but, uh, well, the, the casino staff were all masked, uh, whether you were a dealer or a supervisor, uh, uh-huh. a server, uh, they were all masked. Uh, the, uh, crowd in my hotel, the Excalibur, uh, the, the convention crowd seemed a lot lighter and in trying to decide what to do for dinner one evening, uh, I went up on the second floor where there's just a whole raft of different restaurants, some of them fast foods like mm-hmm. Mickey D's. Yep. And I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a third to half of them were closed. Yeah. I mean, and they've been closed. Uh, for quite a while. So. Well, you know, and I don't know because Las Vegas is different than the rest of the country, but uh, out here with the problem we're seeing in that regard is just finding enough staff. It's not that, you know, there's any inherent danger or, you know, or that the, the danger's you know, not manageable. It's that they can't get enough staff to, uh, to I, uh, stay I, I know that's an issue in Vegas by the n- number of help wanted and uh, something I'd not seen before. Uh, signing bonuses. Oh yeah, for for people, you know, the servers and dealers and uh, busboys and you name it. Uh, signing bonuses were very prominently promoted, and made me wonder how much good they were doing by the fact that this, so much of this stuff was still closed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never got the feeling that the. Uh, food court stuff was closed because of health concerns. Uh, it was because a, there wasn't that big of a crowd in the hotel. And right. B, uh, the, the hotel itself was trolling for, uh, applicants. Right. Yeah. To well, sign up, and, well, sign up like, and become a blackjack dealer. Yeah. <laughs> that's like it was for us in Dallas for AEA. Yeah. Um, the hotel was, I think full, if not pretty full. Uh, but like the big restaurant on the top of the tower was closed because they didn't have staff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for that report yeah. from, uh, from MBW. Now tell me, what's the whole base situation? Did it, was that two, isn't base a separate show? No. Well, no. Europe's e-base is a oh, separate show. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. And what does BACE stand for? Business aviation conference and exhibition uh i get it oh, and okay. they tack that on to nbaa now i understand okay for consistency's sake because nbaa is a major sponsor of ebase and la base in south america and a base in asia right okay now it's making sense all right well great thank you well, I'm glad you that that's. I'm glad you got a chance to get out. If nothing else, I know yeah, you. Really. You know, of the three of us, we're all the three of us are fairly social sociable people. But David, you even more so. And so I know you were you were you know chomping at the bit to uh, get back out into the world and hang out with people. So I'm glad you made, yeah, made I, it. Yeah, I, I I was ready for a road trip. I bet and, you were. Uh, I could tell. I could and, tell. Uh, that's the same way I was a couple of weeks ago getting up to New England. Was, yeah. Just kind of burned out on Florida and, and just had to get away. Uh-huh. I know the feeling. I'm unfortunately I got to go to Oshkosh, so that helped me with yeah. that regard in that yeah. regard. But uh um, um especially now that it's starting to get cold up here, I'm starting to think about well, okay, nowhere. I need to go someplace. We'll figure that out. Anyways, okay. Excellent. Yeah. What's next here? Um we actually well, so we have we have an off field landing of the week. Um it's oh, a, boy. It's a measure though of how, how light the list is that we've had to go back almost 60 years for this off-field landing of the week. <laughs> um, but it's actually interesting. So in some ways, it's just your basic you know, off-field landing of the week just 60 years ago. You'll, when we get to the end of the story, you'll understand why I flagged it. All right? So here's a uh, – this is, this is actually from a story that was told in a recent issue of Airfax magazine. 
um, Jim Jim Terpstra. Do you guys know Jim Terpstra? I know the name. Yeah, he's longtime uh, Jefferson right uh, guru on so, uh, especially on uh, um, approach procedures and uh, terminal procedures. Yeah, so he wrote this story telling the uh, recounting um, an off-field landing that he was involved in um, in August of 1976, a long time ago. Um, and uh, so the the basic uh, uh, situation here is is you know he uh, he was working with a student. He was training a student. Apparently, I'm not going to read this whole story. Training a student. Um, they were doing various air work, and they were actually now doing a, a takeoff from a particular airport. And um, as they were beginning to theoretically climb out, they suddenly realized that they weren't gaining altitude um, and they were trying to figure out why they weren't gaining altitude and there was no obvious reason they seemed to be gen- gain, you know, generating power um, they had a they had a, a, a passenger in the back seat the passenger is the one who apparently called their attention to the fact that the flaps had not retracted um, and that they were trying to take off with full flaps which I believe he says here in that aircraft was like 40 40 degrees of flaps. 40 degrees, yeah. Yeah. So they were trying to take off with a lot of flaps, and that was a real problem. Um, and so once they realized that, they went and they, they observed the uh, flap um, lever was in the um, up position. So they had hit the hit the, uh, the knob, so to speak, the lever. Um, but And then so the uh, um, um, Jim, I think it is, um, um, wiggled the uh, flap um, lever a bit and suddenly got it to contact and he held it in a particular position and got the flaps to uh, to retract um, but by this point they felt like they uh, they needed to get back on the ground um, and uh, I, or maybe they weren't able to retract them completely or something like that all I know is that um, they had kind of in front of them a highway and so uh, they decided to uh, land out on this highway, uh, and they did, and it was apparently somewhat uneventful. Um, coincidentally, were able to actually roll off the. Uh, he described it as a high speed taxiway because he, he, as they were slowing down, a rest area <laughs> appeared, and so he just basically taxied off the highway, off the interstate. Um, I don't know if it was an interstate back then, but a highway um, into this rest area and shut down the airplane, and uh, and and then you know the excitement began because then the authorities started being called and what. Uh, so fairly uneventful um, off-field landing. Um, they uh, then um, they did some, um, you know, sort of investigation. Concluded that that was the heart of the problem was the, the flaps were down, um, and they were able to get them fully retracted. And so they concluded that that they would be able to uh, 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 do a takeoff. Um, without having to do major repairs. They would just do a no-flap, um, you know, takeoff and landing. Um, there is an interesting bit in this story about, um, so uh, the, the CFI was told that he needed to call the FISDO um, to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he thought, and, and, and although the this, this CFI was fairly, you know, uh, knowledgeable and figured he wasn't in any big trouble, you'd never know calling the FISDO, he got on the phone. The on-duty FISDO person was a former, not only a former instructor of his all right but a former instructor with whom they had done an emergency landing on a highway all right <laughs> i love it I so love so man was, what are yeah. the odds of that i know huh so uh, so anyways it was all good they kind of like you know you know ch- crossed all the t's and dotted all the i's and concluded it was okay and uh, we're gonna gonna ship a uh, uh, apparently they did some sort of baton you know kind of handoff thing um of a of a ferry permit um to get the ferry permit out to the rest area so that the guy could have the ferry permit on board the aircraft and uh they uh, um you know they the highway patrol blocked off the highway and everything got good to go and that's when we come to the part of the story that i find is kind of unusual and interesting all right now i'm going to read a couple of graphs from this story while waiting for my ferry permit i took stock of the stretch of highway highway where i would be taking off i noted the highway curved to the left almost immediately so i closely watched the tractor trailer rigs going around the corner to see how much they leaned to the outside of the curve it appeared they didn't lean at all at about 60 miles an hour so i figured that when i took off i could make the curve at takeoff power well not so he writes at full throttle in the curve my 172 started to skid to the outside i instinctively turned the ailerons to the left and went to the uh, went around the corner on only the left main gear going airborne while flying on one wheel success exclamation point i was especially lucky um 
in that my brother-in-law, who had driven down beyond the curve with his camera, captured the one-wheel takeoff for posterity. And so, uh, um, and that the reason I find this notable is, and there's a picture here, it shows them taking off, um, is that proof of concept, circular runway. Oh man, you you worked hard and long on that. <laughs> I just, I just thirty. Thir- thir- I'm sorry, fifty, almost fifty. Oh, holy crap! Is that fifty years ago? Twenty five? No, thirty five years ago ish. Uh, thirty five years ago, proof of concept. Circularly. Is is that a two minute turn he's in on takeoff? I was going to say, yeah, but you know, and that that looks like all my takeoffs. So, I mean, what's what's the big deal? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, um, who was it? Uh, some here? Well, obviously Bob Hoover, but uh, used to you know demonstrate as part of his act was uh, you know these kind of one wheel touchdowns and you know. Well, kind there's of, a Flying Farmer Act always did something like that too. Yeah, yeah. I remember there's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a a a. a, a John King, John and Martha King video um, of him of him talking about that being a great exercise to uh, to improve your skills of controlling the aircraft when it's near, you know, just as it's touching down. Um, and he would just basically fly down the runway, and you would, the idea would be to kind of touch one wheel, all right, and then lift off, and then uh-huh. touch the other wheel, and then uh-huh. lift off, and then climb out. Yeah, and, the caveat. And which I'm sure was explained by the Kings is you have to have a long enough runway. I, I, I'm sure it was. To, to yes. But uh, yeah. And, and so, so uh, you know, not, not to. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, when the CFI got back to work, he was at that time working for Jepson. And uh, when he got back to work on Monday or whatever, the next workday was, uh, he found on his desk, uh, a very nicely, perfectly rendered um, Jepson approach plate uh, for the uh, the Larkspur, Colorado Interstate 25 approach VOR two lane approach. <laughs> it's reproduced here in this article. Uh, I gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, I'm, and it's just like all these little great little little uh, approach plate jokes that are that are in here. Um, you know, they, you know, just approach, proceed forward. If unable to land, take nearest. I-70 exit. Yeah. Yeah. Jefferson has a sense of humor with these approach plates. They did uh, uh, perennially, I, I don't know, I presume they've updated it on occasion, done one for the North Pole at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, which is interesting because, you know, all of the, the headings to the station are, are 360. So it's, it's kind of interesting. But um, they also did one for the Miracle on the Hudson. Uh, oh yeah! Where, oh really? Uh, okay. Where Sully uh, uh, and uh, his co- uh, first officer, whose name escapes me, dead stick their uh, their Airbus three. I want to say Jeff Skiles. That's that's correct. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, they did one for that, so uh, they have a sense of humor, and, and it goes back a ways. Yeah, yeah. So, so congratulations for uh, both getting the airplane down on the ground safely and for taking off and proving the concept of a circular runway. And uh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, Jack, yeah, you're drawing the wrong conclusion. I, it was a proof of concept. He did it. It worked. And 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 the only, I mean, if it had been properly banked, that was the only thing that was missing. So there you go. There you go. While they're being aghast, I'm going to say that if you like what, and, and obviously they don't, but hopefully you do like what we're doing with this podcast, please consider supporting us with a financial donation. Or as little as a few dollars a month really does help us to do this podcast. You can send individual donations to the UCAP tip jar via PayPal. A uh, big thank you to some of our recent tip jar supporters, Lyndon N., Michael S., Michael F., David W., and others. Thank you so much. Or you can become an automatic monthly supporter via Patreon. Uh, thank you to some of our recent Patreon supporters. Supporters Chris H, Jonathan S, Stephen D, Benu, William H, Jonathan H, Jennifer H, Colin C, and so many others. Um, you guys are all great. Thank you so so much. Um, we uh, let's see now to uh, find out for more information on uh, providing automatic monthly support. You can check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/UncontrolledAirspace, or you can make a PayPal donation to the email address podcast at UncontrolledAirspace.com, and you can get all this information if you didn't quite copy it right now um, by going clicking the box in the right hand column of the UCAP homepage. That's at UncontrolledAirspace.com. Thank you very much. What else? And there was actually one more thing on the list. Where to go here? Uh, let's.
let's see now. Oh, the bump. So, uh, Jeb, you're the one that, uh, uh, when we were making the sausage earlier, you observed that there are two midair-ish two, things. Two, two midairs, yeah. Yeah. So, tell us, well, pick one. The, which the one unique, yeah. and, and I think one of them was very unfortunate, um, um, but the unique factor in both of these midair collisions is that one of the, the the crew of one of the aircraft, both, let me back up. In both of these instances, uh, the crew of one of the aircraft involved did not realize at the time that they'd had a mid-air collision. Mm-hmm. And in one, in the in the other one, uh, one of them, and I put it another way, um, NTSB doesn't even know which other aircraft was involved. They're they're quote unquote seeking. Uh, uh, the plane that collided with us with the other one. Hmm. It was a hit and run. It was a hit and run, an aerial hit and run. Hit and fly, a hit and yeah, right. Hit and fly, hit and hit and clean your shorts out, hit and uh, you know whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, apparently no injuries were reported in this one in a, in uh, uh, in Alaska. It was uh, trying to find where it was near what it was near in Alaska, but. Uh, um, Apparently, the city of Sutton, Alaska. Sutton, that Alaska. Is. Thank you. I missed that for some reason. Yes, um, there it is. Um, Cessna 180 and... And this is the one where else? they're looking for the airplane. Yeah, they're looking for the airplane. Um, we don't. We, here's a great quote. We don't think there was any damage to the other airplane. Well, you know, um, it's, since it's, it hasn't, hasn't been found in the immediate area on the ground burning, yeah, it's probably a, a good conclusion. But we don't know that because it kept going. So... Um, um, there's that. And then the mm-hmm. second one, um, in Arizona, in Arizona, I got to open that link. Hang on. Yes. Um, second one, which I have to open differently. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You ran out of, <laughs> you've already opened this story in that well, browser. I always, and... I always just use incognito for this stuff. Yeah. And I forgot yeah. to do that. So, um, this was near uh, Chandler, um, and there was a helicopter and a, and a small airplane. Um, unfortunately, the helicopter was sufficiently damaged that it, it uh, both aboard were, were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's not clear exactly how that occurred. I mean, it was just far, what, what parts of which aircraft were in contact with each other. But... Uh, it um, clearly um, was you know, could have hit a bird. They didn't. They didn't know at the time. They thought maybe they'd hit a bird. Right. It is what it is. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, shades of that drone collision in Canada that we talked uh-huh. about in a recent uh-huh. episode. Um, yeah. So uh, you can hit something and not not know what it was. Sometimes not even conceivably not even know that you hit something. Um, yeah, it's hard it, to say whether or not the ones that one that ran away ran away because he was, you know, trying to avoid consequences or maybe didn't even realize. Yeah, I mean, unless you're, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stop speculating, but uh, um, um, I guess there's any number of reasons that that a pilot would want to uh, keep going after after something like that. But I can't really think of what a good one would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. It, it's okay. all interesting. And uh, um, two of these in the same month is what caught my attention in right. both, you know, different locations. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm kind of looking for something here, too. So Yeah. Um, we did have something happen this past week. What's that? That qualifies, that qualifies as a, a UCAP fodder because it was a Part 91 flight of an airliner. Okay. Uh, I think MD, I know the one you're talking about. What happened? It crashed, caught fire, burned to a cinder, and all the people on board got out without a scratch. Yes. It's a, that was an yes. interesting story. That's, um, it's, it's getting more and more interesting. I saw this morning where apparently the airplane had not flown for 10 months. I, I did see that earlier as well. Yeah, it had been sitting there for a while. Uh, they decided to use it for a charter. I think it was coming up to the football game. It, was, it wasn't a charter. It was a Part 91 operation. 
and the owner whose name escapes me apparently is a big builder in that area. And he was on the plane. Uh, he was on the airplane. And, yes. uh, um, but he, you know, uh, 16 of his closest friends, uh, uh, on board and they're going off to see the football game and they didn't quite make it. Yeah. Now, and so, but now what was the nature of the, of the crash? Um, cause I, for some they reason, ran I off want, the end of the runway on, right. Takeoff. It was, it was during takeoff, right? It, yeah. it was a, yeah. a take, a, well, probably some sort of rejected takeoff attempt where they weren't able to stop on the runway is what I'm imagining. I don't know. No, <laughs> I no? guess is my quick reaction. Um, You're going to make me find the story. Here. Yeah, by, by the tire tracks in the yeah. in in the grass in the photos that I saw when this first hit the news, uh, they damn well could have been on the brakes, but it looked like they were rolling steady. They went through a fence, yeah, uh, broke open, caught fire, and everybody says. Thanks for flying us. Yeah, I know, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, fortunately, some, yeah, yeah. There's something else going on in that. Go uh, a couple of thoughts. One, that class of aircraft, you've got to do the performance stuff beforehand, so I mean, they can accelerate to 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 V one and stop on the runway, um, and that's you know kind of kind of a requirement for that class of aircraft, but. Um, for some reason, it just didn't come unstuck. Uh, the nose wheel didn't come up. And that class of aircraft also has had uh, historic problems with the uh, uh, elevator uh, trim jack screw. Yeah. Uh, lost one this of those. Was a, yeah, this, uh, was, this was a Mac DAC MD87. Yeah, it was an MD87, Mad Dog 87. And... Um, Alaska lost one of these. There's been some other incidents and accidents. Alaska lost one of these back in, I don't know, 99, 2000. Uh, literally did a nosedive into the Pacific Ocean. Um, for that basic reason is the, <clears throat> the jack screw for the, the uh, uh, stabilizer was somehow foobard. And we don't know what's going on with this. They could have had the gust lock in. We don't know right now. So they've got the FDRs and the CVRs, and, and we'll find out. This was strictly a Part 91 operation, though. Okay. Yeah. 18 people walked away. Yeah. 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 Eight, I'm sorry, 18 passengers and three crew members walked right. away, 21 people. Well, from the photos of this, uh, M- from, from, from one of the photos of the MD-87 uh, carrying 21 people, it's a good thing the black boxes are made of fire-resistant material because it looks like the only thing that survived the fire is from the cross-beam uh, where the engines are hung on the pylons aft. Yeah. That's yeah, all that survived. It definitely burned up. There's no question about it. Um, glad everybody got off. Apparently one person got slightly hurt, but, uh, in the process of, of evacuating, I understand. And, uh, so anyways, crazy. Uh, I obviously would like to hear more about this and I'm sure we will. They'll, uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. NTSB launched a go team. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and it's I think- not often that they launch a go team for a part 91. Yeah. 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 All right. There we go. Fork time. Reached out for a lot of time. Uh-oh. Here we go. Um, what's going on here? Who are you guys? You guys are my two good friends. <laughs> Thank you for getting together. I appreciate it. Um, one of these days they forget. One of these days we'll get back to planning these things a little better. But I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I will tell. Time will tell. Uh, that's uh, that's well, uh, Dave Higdon, the yeah, the yeah. mad cackle. There uh, is uh, Dave is an aviation photographer, an aviation journalist, and the U.S. editor for London's Ab Buyer magazine. Uh, you can find his work online at abbuyer.com and aea.net. And on Twitter, he is Real Higdon. And uh, also out there is Jeb Burnside. Jeb is a freelance aviation writer and editor, serving as the editor-in-chief of Aviation Safety Magazine. He's also a regular contributor to other, other aviation publications. Online, you can find Jeb's work at aviationsafetymagazine.com. His magazine is on Twitter as AvSafetyMag. You can also find his work at AEA.net 
avweb.com. And on Twitter, he is Burnside J. And I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer. You can find me online in most places with the all one word username, Jack Hodgson. For example, Twitter, Jack Hodgson, YouTube slash Jack Hodgson, Patreon slash Jack Hodgson. You can find my eBooks on Amazon by searching for Around the Field in the Books section, and you can sign up for the Around the Field email newsletter at AroundTheField.net. Hey, David, was there something you were going to tell us? Really, Sunny boy? Yeah, <laughs> just one thing. You want to live long? You want to live crazy like these three nummies do? <clears throat> Go fly. Because as you may have heard, time spent flying is not subtracted from your flight no, lifespan. Bye. Uh, easy, but easy for you to say. Uh, and that's enough talking. Let's go flying. And remember the immortal words of Captain Rex Kramer. Flying a plane is no different from riding a bicycle. It's just a lot harder to put baseball cards in the spokes. Ha, 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 ha.